Welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast, and this is going to be a podcast that has been on my mind for a few days. I actually recorded a very sort of rant-filled podcast a couple nights ago, and, and I just deleted it because I didn't think it was very intelligent or well thought out, and I wanted to think about the best way to articulate the show I'm about to give you and the points I'm about to make. And I hope you listen to the show. I hope you know that this comes from a place of caring about pinball and about this hobby. And I hope this also starts to turn the tide a little bit in the conversation happening in the pinball world, which has been really, really negative and down and out and pessimistic. And I don't think it needs to be that, but I also think there is a lot of bullying and a lot of people that are very smug and act as if they know what is right for the entire hobby just because they play a lot of pinball. And I don't know if the word shill is the right word, but I want to give you a little bit of a context before I get into the heart of this episode. Now, I'm going to say this too. Normally, normally Canada's Pinball Podcast just goes off the cuff. I don't edit, I don't do notes, but on this one, I wanted to think about how to best articulate this because I had to do a little research to pull up some facts. I wanted to pull some quotes from some people, and I wanted to discuss what I think is going to be one of my most truthful and candid podcasts to date. And, and this podcast, and, and, I, and I go down these roads because I just don't hear anyone else trying to really get under the surface of pinball. Like, I could do a whole episode complaining about Gary Stern telling people that they can't stream Stranger Things from CES, and we saw that happen this week, and yes, it is ridiculous that you go to a trade show where everyone is filming your technology, and then you ask them not to film. I just hope Gary gets his help back, because he sounds like he's dying in those videos, and long Vegas nights will do that to you, but he's an older man. And I just hope he gets some rest. That's the only thing I was thinking about. But I don't want to go down that road. Ultimately, you can buy Stranger Things if you want it, and you cannot buy it. I mean, it's just it's it's another decision for people to make. And I think next week we're going to get the stream of the game, and you're going to be able to make up your mind. But that's not the point of this show. The point of this show is going to be about the nonstop bullying of people that are new in box buyers that just are raising questions about these games that are being served up to them from Stern Pinball. And I want to give you the genesis of, of what was my rant show and what this show's genesis was. And it was two things. One was I was listening to Slap Safe Pinball Podcast and they gave George Gomez the Man of the Year Award. So I had a little bit of a reaction to that of like, why are we always just praising Stern? Just because they make so many games and they're the big juggernaut, why does Stern just universally always get applauded? Even if you look at the portfolio of games, are they making the most magical pinball machines currently? Okay. Now I and I'm gonna go into all of this, the the pros and cons of being the number one by far pinball company and what I think that means for us, the pinball buyer, okay? So that's one part of it. Um, the other part was this. I was just, I was trying, you know, I've been trying to make amends and bury the hatchet and move forward with uh, a person that you know as Crazy Levy, 
and I'm talking to our friend Adam about creating a, you know, a moment in which we can meet and discuss, and I want to help try and find him a sponsor for his pinball tournament in New York. And, and the whole time I'm like reading his post the last few days in which he's not just going to bat for Stern in the Stranger Things thread, like vehemently going to bat for them. He's also calling me annoying and calling me all sorts of names. And it's okay. Like, I get it. It's like, Levy's not a bad guy. He's doing this stuff because that's the popular stance for him to take on Pinside, which is to insult the fact that I don't have a game right now. He says that I don't play pinball very often. He doesn't know that. He doesn't follow me around the city. I, I do play quite often, and I do play a lot. I just don't go to league nights, and I don't always play when he's playing or where he's playing. There's a lot of places to play. And so that I'm just this annoying spokesperson in the hobby. So what I want to do on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast is just address some of this stuff and how I think the stern shilling is probably one of the worst things for this hobby. And and I think the stern shill and this bullying that happens on Pinside is one of the worst things to happen in this hobby. And I don't think it's going to get to better product. And I want to go down a journey with you, the listener. And I want to tell you how I really feel about all of this, about this behavior of bullying people who have questions about the games they're being sold. I want to go down the industry as a whole and look at what is actually happening. You know, when we say like, well, what do we want in 2020? What do we want? You know, what was 2019 like? Where is the industry going? I don't, I kind of want to look at it from a little bit more of an intellectual level and not just a surface level. And I also want to hold some people accountable for things they're saying. And, and I think I've got to the root of what I think is the number one issue that I think is the big problem in pinball today. And again, it's not like all of this is under the umbrella of this is a, a toy that we play and enjoy. None of this is like that important. But, but there is something that I think is has infiltrated the pinball collecting and buying community, and, and that is the mentality from people like Levy and what they're doing in their constant, never-ending uh, you know, bombardment of people with their opinions about what you should look for in a new inbox game. And I, let's, let's just go down this journey on Canada's Pinball Podcast, all right? Now, I want you to ask levy how many new in box games he buys a year he's in every game thread preaching to people that actually have money on the line but for the most part he does not he plays his games on location and in other people's homes or lofts in tribeca yet he's the spokesperson for value and issues we might have as customers with new in box games he's a tournament player an operator that hangs out on Pinside, which is not the forum for tournament players or operators, right? There are other forums for, for that discussion. So why does he do that? Why does he spend all day long on a site for customers and collectors? And sure sounds like he's shilling for Stern and his boys that work there, trying to make the rest of us oftentimes feel small like we don't know what we're talking about. And he sure can take over a thread, right? And that's why Canada's Pinball Podcast exists. Because I can read what's going on and I can say stuff in response 
to that kind of behavior in a way that can't be buried in a pin side thread because it's not about upvotes, downvotes here. It's about two to three thousand people that are going to listen and and you know and I invite I invite Levy to come on the show anytime to refute to discuss to talk about what I'm about to say on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. All right. So here's here's really why I want to do this podcast because in the Stranger Things thread, he had a response to somebody that was talking about we should get more in pinball and someone put up a picture of twilight zone pinball right and said you know i don't really think like bomb came into consideration here look at everything they put into this game and so this was levy's response to a person saying i just want more games like twilight zone he he responds with the following and this is word for word what he said he said pinball should shoot for staying in business games like twilight zone were counter to that goal in the 90s and even more so today i'm not rewriting history games like twilight zone taught ops they should stop buying pinball machines if pinside ran stern they'd be out of business in a year all right i want to deconstruct this that pinball should shoot for staying in business. That games like Twilight Zone were counter to the goal in the 90s. And that that's the reason why operators stopped buying pinball machines. Okay. So first I want to say this to, to Crazy Levy. Twilight Zone is the fourth most popular pinball machine of all time. According to the top 100. So everybody, tournament players, collectors, hobbyists have considered that game to be the fourth best pinball machine ever. And a gentleman that wants to see more games like that is being told by, by him that, that, that you shouldn't want that because this game was an operator nightmare and the reason why you know games were stopped being ordered by operators. Okay, so let's take that line that this, this game is the reason why people stopped ordering pinball. So how many Twilight Zones, if it was such a disaster and such a mechanical problem and such a bad game, they probably didn't sell many Twilight Zones, right? Well, actually, that's wrong because they sold, are you ready for it? 15,235 Twilight Zone pinball machines were made. In the 1990s, Twilight Zone is not what told the operators to stop buying pinball machines. The 1990s was the height of pinball sales. What killed pinball sales were arcade games and home consoles, but more so the overall death of the arcade in the late 90s is what killed pinball sales. People began staying home and enjoying video game consoles that connected them to their friends via the internet. So Levy's statements about pinball companies uh, striving you know, to stay in business and we should root for them to stay in business is all that's wrong with pinball today. Like we should root for a creative company like Stern Pinball. Here's what we should root for them to do, not just stay in business. We should root for them to make the highest quality games in the world. We should ask them to shoot for delivering the most innovative and creative product imaginable. We should shoot, they should shoot for pushing the boundaries of what's possible 
in pinball with today's technology. And they should shoot for dreaming big and creating the unimaginable. If we keep rooting for them and they should shoot for staying in business, that means we're rooting for the highest possible profit, the lowest possible bomb, saving money wherever they can, getting things out so the line stays moving even if the game is not done. So I wouldn't root, you know, I would root for hell like these things and I would shoot for these things if I were an investor in Stern. But we, my friends, are not investors in Stern Pinball. We are customers. And as customers, it's not in our best interest to just root for them to stay in business, no matter the cost to us. As customers, we want what we pay for. You know, and I've said this many times before, and maybe some of you just don't want to absorb this fact. And this is a fact. Do you know that Stern Pinball sells its LE machines for just a tad over $3,000 to its own people? That's the friends and family price of a Stern LE. So really think about that when you're plunking down $9,100 on a Stranger Things LE, okay? And I'm here to tell you today that the Stern investors are much happier than you are today even if you love your games. So I want to read for you. This is a direct statement from a Stern employee who emailed me about how well Stern has been growing. So I was corresponding via email with this person and I asked them, what is Stern's response to some of the negative feedback with Stranger Things? And this is the response I got from a Stern employee. He wrote, well, I suppose we shall see if 2020 is another record-breaking sales year company is up more than 600% since 2015. Now, I know Levy. I know his friends. They are not bad people. They love pinball perhaps more than anyone, right? It's why he's on Pinsite all day long. I mean, this is, he's addicted to pinball. And that's fine. Everyone who's into this hobby has the bug some in, in some fashion. And I love people that geek out and go very far into their love of their hobbies. So I get why they want pinball to stay alive. And I know why they want to, you know, shoot for Stern to stay in business and root for them to be, you know, have great business successes. But here's the reasons also why, if you were to look at these tournament players and why they are always defending Stern at all costs, it's because the hobby would be boring without new games. And if new games on location makes location play and tournaments much more fun because it's fun learning a new game when you have a, when you have great pinball skills like Levy does and his friends, right? It's like it's much more interesting that every few months there's new games for them to learn and they can apply their amazing skill sets to understanding how to like now play this game in a tournament because it would get real boring playing the same games over and over again. But there's also this point, and this is true. Lots of these guys are friends, like lifelong friends with employees at Stern Pinball. So they naturally want to see them stay gainfully employed for a while. And that's all understandable, right? And that is what this hobby boils down to for me. This pressure to always root for Stern, you know, or else our beloved hobby will disappear. But I'm here to tell you 
that this is not the case, doesn't have to be the case. It's clear there's a lot of pinball fans, buyers, collectors out there. Do you think if Stern went away, that the demand for pinball today would dry up immediately? Now, Stern is going absolutely nowhere, and I don't want Stern to go away at all. What I want for Stern and what I want for all of us is to shoot for one thing in the pinball hobby. And the thing we should be shooting for is not just for Stern to stay in business. The thing we should be shooting for is one word and one word only. And that word is competition. Stern has none. They are competing against themselves and their own challenges to keep the line moving. That's it. They have zero competition. JJP, CGC, Spooky all add up to maybe 5 to 10% of the market. If you go globally, it's even less. So why do they have no competition? Why? You know, the demand is there. Why can't these other companies figure it out? Well, you know, Stern has 35 plus years of manufacturing experience when it comes to pinball, and you cannot acquire overnight that kind of experience by throwing money at it. Competitors just don't get it. Jersey Jack Pinball should be destroying Stern at the high end of the marketplace. But themes like The Hobbit and Dialed In and Pirates of the Caribbean are not what people really want. And remember, Jack spent over five years making just those three titles. He could have had The Matrix. He could have had Toy Story out by then. And wait for it. He could have had Rick and Morty as well if he really went after a title like that. If he understood his audience and what moves them and what they want. And here's the sad part. If you put a $9,000 dialed in next to a $9,000 Stranger Things, you know, please just take a minute, listener, and look at both of these games side by side. Just please do that today at some point. And you tell me which company is aiming for greatness, is dreaming, is innovating, is trying to give us the most, is trying to recreate the Twilight Zone magic that has that game at number four of all time. You know, Dialed In sells barely 2,000 units. Stern sold more Black Knights with nothing in it for a higher profit margin. And that's where pinball is today. And great, they're staying in business because they make those moves. But it's not creating competition for Stern on any level. American Pinball, they jam-pack their games, right? But they make bad themes and can't get the easy stuff like art and animations right. And Hot Wheels versus Stranger Things and Ninja Turtles, it could be dead on arrival. Why this company did not go out and get Alien and The Big Lebowski is beyond me. Two developed games, people want it, feverishly want it, just sitting there and you go off and you develop Oktoberfest. Chicago Gaming Company is only going after the diehard pinball collector who don't want to pay $12,000 for a nicely restored classic. I mean, that's what like Medieval Madness and those games were going for when before the remakes happened you know but they're not giving us anything contemporary it's a new dress on an old lady deep root we'll have to wait and see p3 multimorphic less 
they've they've lessened sales in seven years than Stern makes in seven hours. But it's a problem, right? It's a no, it's a platform, y'all. If the next game doesn't bring this platform to life, Jerry needs to find a new idea in pinball. I'm totally fine with Stern owning the majority of the pinball market. Give us four to five titles a year in the ranges of maybe six to eight to nine thousand dollars based on themes people love. I'm cool with that. But where it becomes comical and almost criminal is how Stern wants to take over the high-end premium market without making the product any better. As consumers, buyers, players, and collectors, where do we draw the line? If you buy a $15,000 pin that has nothing more than a piece of couch in it, you just sent a very clear message. You just told the Honda of pinball that you would pay Ferrari prices if all they did were change the seats in the car. Can you blame those 50 buyers? They just wanted something special. All collectors do. Everyone out there who's listening to this, when you look at your pinball collection and you want to have something special, something collectible, you know you all do. And I'm here to tell you, 95% of what Stern makes is not special, it's not collectible, and it never will be. It won't hold value and people won't care about it in six months. And here's what I would love to see happen in pinball. This is Canada's wishes for how I would love this industry to just shake out a little bit. First thing, I would love tournament players like Levy and his friends to just enjoy their tournaments, enjoy going out and playing on location, enjoy being operators if that's what they do. But I would ask them to please stop telling new inbox home buyers what's important to them, what they should look for, what they should stop complaining about. We don't go to your tournaments, stand over your shoulder, and say how silly you look spending hours each week just to win $40 and assign Translate. Levy, you're a good guy, but trolling Pinside all day long, is that really the best use of your time? Stern, give us four to five titles a year, but please put more mechanical wow stuff into these games. Pinball is a physical world under glass. Mr. Gomez said that. Never forget that. You've got the best talent in the industry, without a doubt. But it's time you unshackled them. Gary, you're greedy and you know it. Is that extra $200,000 you saved by yanking out a feature really going to matter? You've been giving the investors their best returns ever. In your final years, maybe focus on making games the world will remember long after you're gone. Nobody will remember the profit. It's the pinball that is your legacy. And you know your games could be better. And you know every time you walk over to a John Borg, every time you walk over to a Brian Eddy, and every time you walk over to an Elwin, every time you walk over to one of your you know, big designers or tell George Gomez he has to take something out. You know, you know you're doing it for your investors. You're not yanking that stuff out to make your customers happy. And I would love, I would love Stern Pinball moving forward because this, this train's gonna end people. You know it. There are, this, this pinball train is not gonna keep going. 
But I would love for Stern Pinball to just show us what they can do in an unshackled format. And hey, hey Gary, hey George, hey all you designers who listen to this show, we're okay. We are okay spending more on these games if you give us more. Why can't Stern have like a platinum series line of games that's just high-end pinball? But put more in it. Don't just dress up a basic machine with stickers and BS translates and signatures that mean nothing and pieces of catch. No, actually say we're going to make a series of games that cost $15,000 each and we're going to spare no expense. And guess what? You'll sell every one. I would love for JJP to do one thing. Jersey Jack Pinball needs to wake up. They need to wake up. Jack, you make the world's most high-end pinball ever. In the history of pinball, Jersey Jack machines are the most high-end games of all time. You are the Bugatti of pinball, the Ferrari of pinball. But Jack, you need to stop thinking you are still a salesman at Stern. You need to stop trying to compete with Stern on volume. Your games look and are three times nicer than Stern machines, yet you price them equal. Wake up, Jack. JJP should only make 500 total of each title, and they should sell each one of those 500 games. And by that, I mean 500 Willy Wonkas only, 500 Pirates only, 500 Guns N' Roses only. And they should sell each one of those 500 games for $20,000 each. He'd sell every single game. And I can already hear, I can already hear the tournament players and some of the people that don't have a lot of money complaining saying his games are for the wealthy. And I'm here to tell you, well, so what? So are big houses and fancy cars. And, and that doesn't stop people from making those. There is an audience of over 500 collectors who would much rather have one $20,000 special game that's a collectible than four $5,000 Stern games that there are thousands of them, of them out in the world that mean nothing, that are not special, that are not collectibles. And yet I see all of these men with all of this money, Jack, who are buying every single new Stern game that's not special. And, and you need to understand there's a market for this suggestion, all right? Jack makes a rich man's product, but he has a poor man's mentality. And that is what is killing Jersey Jack. It's like he prices his games based on guilt. And if you just run the numbers, let's do the math. 500 games at $20,000 is $10 million. Now, let's, let's see what he's doing now, like dialed in. 2,000 games at $9,000 is $18 million. So you might think, oh, wait, it's smarter to do it that way. But no, because if Jack made 2,000 games, which would be four titles, if you do 500 each title, 2,000 games at 20,000 each would equal $40 million for the company. And imagine that. So imagine, you know, instead of making dialed in for two years and you're only making $18,000, imagine if he did two games a year at 20,000 each, he'd be at $40 million in two years. 
And if you're only doing 500 games each, you can have a smaller place to make the games. You can have less overhead, less workers, less everything, but you can charge more. And you can have higher bombs and get all the assets you need. Like you can let Eric and Pat go to town on each game without asking them to pull back. See, Jack's going in the wrong direction now. He wants to get more games out of here. He wants to get more volume out of here. He's trying to be like Stern. And he's going to fail horribly at it. Because he's not going to be able to make the games as high end if he tries to make them faster. And he tries to get more out in the world. And lastly, with only 500 each, each game becomes special forever. Each would be bolted to the floor and only leave for more money. And you'd be known as the man that made the greatest games ever without compromise. I wish Jack had thought about this before he scaled so large. But if I were him, I'd look to do just what I have suggested. Jack, you make the best games. You're just marketing them all wrong and your strategy is all wrong. Deep Root, Robert and, and company, they know the play field. And I don't mean the pinball play field. They know the play field of the whole pinball industry. They see what works and what doesn't. They know what people want. They either deliver a compelling offer or they don't. If they make something magical, I think buyers will line up. But there's so much yet to be determined with Deep Root. Ultimately, my final thoughts are this. It is just pinball. A toy, a toy, a pinball toy that is meant to be fun. But being fun does not mean we don't think about the cost. My father always told me, if you create something of value, the money will come. And it has come for Stern. And they deserve all of the successes they have. But they have made the games cheaper and we all know it. They can make them better if we don't just apologize and chill for them the way some are doing on Pinside. The craters in these games are not normal. As much as, again, I see Levy going to bat against these one week of owning a Stranger Things and it looks absolutely horrendous and he's going to bat for, the, for Stern. It just makes no sense. It's not normal. Most pinball buyers are not on Pinside. They don't listen to podcasts. They are just normal people who have homes, barcades, game rooms, arcades that want an amusement device. Most pinball buyers don't know what code is. Most don't care to play in tournaments. If you're listening to this, we are the diehards, the enthusiasts. And it's about time the diehards learn how to stick together in this hobby. We should be working together. Me, Levy, Iceman, Wise Snow, all of us, Rare Hero, all of us. You know, we're always arguing with each other. We should be working together uh, to root and to shoot for pinball magic and to get more games like Twilight Zone back into the world. We should not, we should not um, be rooting for the rich investors over at Stern to get richer. And every time something happens at Stern that's not positive, we try to like bury it and, and just defend the company at all cost. Because we are the customers, Levy. We are the customers. We are not the investors. When we buy a pinball machine, we are not buying a stock in Stern Pinball. We are buying a product that we want to be as good as possible. 
You have to understand that, man. You're smart enough to understand that. We all love pinball, even if we don't love each other. I don't expect everyone to forgive me. I don't expect everyone to like me, but we all love pinball. So next time I see Levy at a bar in New York City, I'm not going to go and make a fist. I'm going to go buy him a beer because that is what I love about pinball is no matter our opinions on all these companies, I can sit down and I can geek out with Levy, with Rare Hero, with Iceman, with Delt, with all the guys out there. I mean, there's a million of them, Mr. 66. You know, we all love pinball. But don't for a minute, let's not ever, ever again, slam somebody who just wants modern pinball to be as magical as the Twilight Zone, to bring a full, this back full circle. We should all be wanting that, Levy. You know, we don't root for Disney to make the stock price go up unless we're investors. We look for Disney to make magical things happen because we want to feel like kids again inside. And I just, when I see this attacking of people that just want pinball to be as magical as possible because we want to get all giddy inside when we see it, I think we have to respect that. And I think as people who love pinball collectively, that is what we should ask these companies to shoot for. And I also think it's quite clear the role of Jersey Jack in the hobby, the role of Stern, the role of Spooky, the role of CGC. And if everyone can get into their lane in the right way, it's going to be amazing for us. But it's weird. They're all trying to fight against Stern in the wrong ways, except for Spooky, I believe. I really do. I think Spooky's doing it right. All right, everybody. This has been a little bit of a journey. And I did this podcast because, you know, I, I just get tired of seeing people who should love this hobby more attacking new in-box buyers. Levy, the bottom line is this. If it wasn't for these new in-box buyers, Stern would be out of business. You tournament players, you would not keep them in business at all. Now, I, I just want to call a truce and a ceasefire because there's no reason why tournament players and new in-box buyers have to clash, have to be at odds at all. We all love the same thing. But I think, Levy, if you were going into your pocket time and time again with $9,000 and this was the quality you were getting, you would think differently about it. And you're right. Pinball is fun when you go out to a bar and beat on a machine and, and have beer with your friends. And then, you, you know, there's no headaches when you leave that bar. But for the rest of us, we just want more because we're spending more. And remember, never forget that number, people. A Stern LE sold to its customers internally, its friends and family price is just a little over $3,000. So you tell me, Iceman, I'm, I'm talking right to you, how great it is to write a check for $9,100. And then you look at it dialed in for $9,000. And look, I get it. You could say Jersey Jack went out of business because he doesn't understand. I don't want Jack to stop giving us everything he wants to give us. I think he just needs to price it accordingly. And people have the money, Jack. Charge what they're worth. Look at Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition right now. It, they're going to start selling for $20,000, Jack, because they're rare and it's amazing and you're never going to see another game like that from anyone else on the planet. So just make 500, 
pirate CEs and sell them all for 20,000 and only make that many, never make any more, and you'll sell every one. I really hope people understand that I'm saying stuff like this because I want I want these companies to be around for a long time and I think they all need to wake up a little bit. Stern can do whatever they want, but the other companies just wake up. Wake up. There's an opportunity staring you in the face and if everyone just like wakes up, I think they'll be the most successful they can be. But as consumers, everybody, let's root for pinball magic. Let's shoot for pinball magic and let's stop bullying people who just want to see more from these games. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. (laughs) 